Oh, when the concrete, or when the concrete, or when the concrete comes to sight, we back it up to the pump and pump it into the forms. That was cool. No, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 That was their point. That was their point. That's what I did. I was impressed. That was my question. That was good, man. All That's right, we, Jim. Jim, we're we're someplace else, man. Where are we yeah, at? We're in a, yeah, I don't DGR, know. Where DGR. Where are we at? We're, what is it? Someplace else. We're someplace else. That's where we're at. Your DGR's. Uh, you're in DGR shop. We're in shop. A, a little yeah. concrete makeshift forming great shop studio, which is absolutely amazing. There's a barbecue about to happen. There's non-alcoholic beverages on the table. Absolutely. <laughs> great. This is it. This is the way it should be. So, all right, let's go around the table. To the right of me, I got Jim, of course. Oh, wait, yeah, here. To the I right am. of you, you got Rob. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> saying hello. Start hello. saying hello. Robert from DGR. Over there, on you the got, other end there. You got George. George is back on the show. We Ryan took off. Where did Ryan, he go? Ryan, yeah, Ryan just stepped out for a minute. Yeah, and you have DGR. myself, which is Marco. Okay, and then back at me, right? So right off the bat, we're, gonna, we're talking to DGR Concrete Forming, Inc., What's his website? The website's dgrconcreteforming.com. Yeah, although there's nothing actually on our website. There's plenty on the website. Don't tell. Uh, come a little closer, George. Just take the mic closer there. There we go. Uh, and then obviously on, on Instagram, it's, uh, you didn't write it down, but it's Concrete Forming, right? It's, DGR, it's DGR Concrete DGR Forming. DGR Concrete Forming. Yeah. All of our stuff's there. Oh, no, uh, yeah, and you guys are always doing all kinds of posts and stuff like that. So I want to I start off the show, Jim, with a little question about concrete history. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the very first pour ever in mankind? <laughs> I'm going with Where the Egyptians. Find this shit. Nope. Hmm. That's a good, good question. That's, that's, I think that's got to go back. Like, well, who invented, Roman who invented times. concrete? Well, hang on. So there's two different stages here. So who invented cement and concrete? Yeah. That's a little bit later on. But 600 BC, the Romans were messing around yeah. with volcanic ash, lime, yeah. and seawater. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, but it was Joseph Aspin, 1824. So he actually invented cement and concrete. Cool. Hmm. 1824. Yeah. You would have thought it was a lot older than that. <laughs> well, derivatives of it have been around, right? Just 1824. Not, not the true... 1824. It's not that long ago, if you think about it. No. No. It's not no. that long ago. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. I was around then. Jim, you were like, what, two years old then? Yeah. 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 Here we go. <laughs> Just going into high school to shop. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want to start? You guys want to tell, a little, tell the listeners a little bit about DGR and how, yeah, why how don't long I, has DGR been around? Why don't I jump in on that? So, so as, a, as a concrete company, been around for years and years and years, but DGR formally, we'll call it the DGR Corp, right? The one that everybody knows. Really, this is our fifth season. So we've actually only been under that company name for five years because what happened was we basically amalgamated a bunch of things together. A couple of different businesses, one already in concrete, one just sort of in construction in general, and, and we sort of retooled and effectively reimagined what a concrete forming company should be, and then basically just built it, essentially. So we just kind of said, we think everything that everybody's doing is kind of broken. What right? is that? That's a that train. That's the go train going oh, by. Oh, yeah, gotcha. We're like okay. literally outside. The, uh, <laughs> we, we literally just sort of took what a traditional concrete forming company was and just kind of just busted it apart and just said, we, we, can, do this, we can do it better. So tell us, what was a traditional concrete company before? Generally speaking, a bunch of Neanderthals running around, like causing all kinds of chaos and uh, pissing off neighbors and 
It's a pretty rough trade, right? That's, that's, I worked it's with hard. some of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard work, right? So it is it is a a job where you got people who are tough as nails. That's a fact. Nobody nobody in the forming game isn't tough as nails. It's most, a hard trade. It's a hard trade. Mo yeah. Most guys would be like last 15, 20 minutes. If you can get four or five days out of them, it's a miracle of God. If you get a lot last, of guys come in first day of work and it's the last day of work. In. Don't yeah. even make it through the whole day. Yeah, yeah. There, really? there's been a couple of times where some of the young blood has come in and uh, literally taken an Uber by 12 o'clock and they're gone. <laughs> yeah, like it's, oh, it's you said tough. my favorite word, huh? Yeah. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a tough trade, right? So... For us, what we just sort of looked at is everybody's used to just kind of going in and that whole smashing it out attitude and maybe not paying close enough attention to details and a little too much whining, complaining about engineers and architects and that, you know, they're really easy to whine at those people, but the reality of it is they're really good at doing math and we really need to listen to them 99% of the time. We just sort of just took it apart and said, we're going to just reimagine this thing. So it was most guys still running around or just sort of doing their best to kind of cobble it together it's chaos they're working like complete savages six seven days a week 12 14 hour days is it such it an together, old you know? school kind of trade is that what i'm trying to think of where it's like it ain't broke we ain't gonna fix it this is the way we do it don't tell us how to do it new way yeah, Marco can probably speak to this. Yeah, you know, I, there is a little bit of that old school mentality. Like, this is how we've done it. This is how it is. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. That doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. At the end of the day, everything matters, right? As we talk about, it's always about the details. Details are very important. If the engineer spec'd it, that's how he wants it. That's how we're going to do it. There's like, we run into situations where it's like, oh, the rebar should be on this side or on that side. Listen, whatever that paper says, he's coming to inspect it. Yep. We're doing it exactly how... He's engineered it. No questions asked. I got to, like, Jim, you, you've seen enough drawings in your days. Have the drawings of today, when it comes just strictly about foundation, have they dramatically changed? Or like I think so. I mean, there's definitely more engineering. There's more steel. There's more than, yeah. I, I Personally, I think everything is overbuilt, honestly. But is that a liability thing? Are the engineers? 100%. Well, you, you, you know, I, I think with that, like, to speak to that is, uh, you know, Nobody ends up on City Pulse because they over-engineered something, right? right? It's usually, it's under-engineered and something has happened. Even like, you know, a couple days ago, I know there was that accident in Markham. I'm sure they had lots of engineers there with all the bracing system and stuff like that. Things do happen, but you know, to speak to the engineers, like, yeah, I get it. They overbuild it because nobody's ever going to complain that but it if was it's, overbuilt. But if it's our home, right. wouldn't you want it that way? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's good to sort of push a little further along because there's and and look let's face it when when you compare a custom to something that's just smashed out 500 of them on one street where literally a foundation gets put in the ground every 12 hours right like Whoa. it's nuts really is that is that actual they they literally they literally form it pour it strip it the next day and then form and pour it the next day they just like yeah. every 24 hours they just jump yeah. from hole to hole to hole for a foundation for a new home one house a day. Right? That's yeah. scary. So those, the are, those are the game, cowboys. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> totally concrete cowboys. Now, now the yeah, foundations yeah. are very simple, yeah. right? They don't have rebar. 99% of the time, there's no rebar right. anywhere. There'll be a little rebar a ten inch, some windows. 10-inch foundation, there's no rebar at all? Typically, all the new stuff, it's all about dollars and cents, right? Like, yeah. I mean, depending there's on no what bar. they're building, how big yeah. it is, sometimes there's rebar, sometimes there isn't. But the bottom line is the foundations are simple. The homes are simple. There's only, you know, five or six models. 
they design them so you can go bang, 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 bang and get out. That's why that house costs X numbers of dollars and not how much a custom costs. Yeah, you're basically pouring a box. Totally. And then yeah. you get the steel beam go across and you're done. Yeah, yeah. you're done. Basement windows are like a huge deal in those places. Right. Yeah. Like so the, the notch out. Yeah. <laughs> give, give, me a, give me a two by though. 10. I need yeah. a two by 10 real yeah. quick. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh my God, there's an extra window in this one. I don't know how we're going to handle this. Yeah. Really, it's a right. mail slot. Or, or don't worry about it. We'll, we'll cut it out later. Yeah. You know, just pour it straight through. Yeah. Give me the quick cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no rebar. It's easy to cut. Yeah, but they smash them out super quick. So yeah. the customs, definitely, there's no question. Like a lot more effort gets put into everything. When you build a custom home, that's your opportunity really to build it. Just over engineer. So why don't you guys get into it? Just like bang, bang, bang. It's not cutthroat. Is Perfect. it cutthroat? Yes. Yeah, what, but you, I, I, you know, I've only worked with you guys once, but I've watched how you work. You guys are too detailed. Like I you said, get, you the do thing. the you detail. Guys are too detailed, <laughs> right? You, you made do. it sound like a negative, man. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's. They take their time and they do it right. Like I, I was that, calling Jim like five times a day, so I, I think now right. he misses it. So, you know, I mean, if you're going to go and do subdivisions, you can't do that or you're not going to make any money. He kept on texting me going, DGR's on the fucking ball here, man. They keep on bringing up <laughs> shit that I don't see, man. What's going on? Yeah. Well, if, if everybody ground the details out, if everybody did that, there'd be so much less bullshit, right? Because the yeah. reality of it is every single time that there's some chaos and no one's painting the details... I mean, everyone at this table knows. Shit, everything goes sideways. Delays, costs, the client is standing there going, so what's going on? Did I hire a bunch of clowns? Like, why is all this being missed? Why are we delayed by four weeks? And a lot of it is just because people aren't paying attention. Often it's just slow down and pay attention. Do it right, right from the beginning. All right, let's backtrack a little bit. How many people, how many employees, how many, how big is the company nowadays? We, we're about 15 right now, I think, or 16? 15, 15 in total, I think, yeah. yeah. Youngest is? 22. Yeah. Oldest is? 63. Good range, huh? Yeah. 22. And how long has 22 been here? 22 has been off and on about since the beginning, no? Yeah. Oh. Four or five years. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's rare. That's impressive. The young, young, the young, the young guys, it's, it's tough. A lot, a lot of the young guys, like we're not unionized. So you get a lot of the younger guys that if they kind of get into forming, often will go to the on the union side. They get paid really well right out of the gate. I mean, we do well. We, our compensation is right up there. If not, I would argue, and sometimes we pay even more. A lot of the younger guys end up doing the union thing, bang, bang, smash it out. The stuff, you guys have seen the stuff we do. Yeah. It's like mind-bending. So if you don't have guys that are really seasoned and can wrap their heads around what's going on, it can be even much. So some of the younger guys, either they're game to learn what we want to teach them, or they're just can't even get out of bed to show up. So the That's majority the of our part. of our of our you know workforce is is older, but we've got some young guys that are fantastic. But I'm, I'm always looking to hire more young guys. Really? Huh? Yeah. Need them. But that's a, but that's the hard part, right? Yeah. And Get it, getting them and getting them to stay. To stay. Yeah. yeah. And and the mind blowing part is if you think about how much money a 22 year old can, can make, like if you literally showed up every day and you worked hard and you grounded out, the amount of money you could be making by the time you're 25 or 26, and if you actually do the math. Saved I know. some of it. Crazy. Yeah. You'd be making a mountain of money. You'd have friends that, you know, maybe went to university for years and years and years. And at age 32, your house is going to be way nicer than theirs. Well, reality. that's funny you say at that. Age because, you know, I, I started yeah. my trade at 18. Yeah. Like, I went right out of high school. Now, wages weren't as big as they are now, but yeah. it bought a lot more back then, right? Yeah, totally. And by the time I was, uh, you know, 22, 23, I was a journeyman having the time of our lives like you know we all had the, the great cars the boats the snowmobiles yeah. like just like it was i mean i was making more money than my old man 
at the time. Which is impressive. Well, I mean, but that's still applicable to today. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 If they put the time in, but I find, I find they're starting when they're 25, like get your head together. You know, as soon as you finish high school, you're not really going to, you don't want to do university. You're going to go because your parents force you to go and, and then away you go. Right. And then you pack it in. And your parents, you know, just spent, you know, $50,000 on putting you through school and you don't want to do it. $100,000, man. What's uh, going on there? Someone's. Quick, go go ahead and brace. Brace that. What do you, you got to do? Brace it with the beer. Uh, right. Non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's your shitty mic stand. <laughs> hey, I couldn't get this because I can't that go in because man. of the stupid lockdown that's going on. I want to figure out, guys, so you guys have been around since the beginning. But what sets, separates you guys from these young guys that are coming out? Are the, are the guys just, listen, concrete forming is a hard trade to begin with. It's not for everybody. I see a lot of guys get into it and they're huffing and puffing and sweating. And they can't believe that there's even a physical activity this hard. You know what I mean? So what makes that person go, I can make this? You guys have been, you guys live, breathe. So why did you guys stay? It's in my blood. Hmm. You could have got into plumbing, yeah, you know which I mean, we all I know. I think that's the easiest. Yeah. That's the easy answer, right? Yeah. Is not even. Really? I, I don't even say it. It's an easy answer. It's the right answer. Yeah. It but, is. But you guys go home covered in concrete, covered in splashes. It, you know, for me, I guess I don't know. You know, seeing my my father, my cousins, my like all the older generation, right? It was all. Uh, what do you do? Well, concrete forming. Concrete forming, right? Believe it or not, I. Forming was not my favorite thing. Like I liked like the landscape construction type of deal, the patios, the walkways. Yeah, as you keep going, and it's like we're not your typical concrete forming company, right? We're kind of specialized to certain things that we like to do. We take our time, all about the details, and it's not. It is what it is. We got to figure this out, right? It's just not the smash and grab and eat, sleep, form, repeat. Create a masterpiece. Exactly. I feel it's amazing. Like yeah. your job there when it was done. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. The, the only, the only sad thing is, like, you know, a year and a half goes by, you drive by with your, you know, I, I take my kids sometimes, we go look at the sites, like, Daddy, what'd you do here? It's like, you look in between those two little plants, you see that six inches of concrete? <laughs> That's what Daddy did, right? Yeah. It's, it's no, pretty Daddy's funny. holding up the whole house. That's what Daddy correct, did. Yeah. Correct, correct, right? right? And that's uh, it's one of the things. What's it for you, Ryan? I don't even know. I'm. Uh, You're okay. still trying to figure it out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, so no, I, I, I've always, I've always liked the machine side of things. I was just going to say, right? you're the guy on the crane. Oh, right? so, the so, big toys. Yeah. So from from operating, like Marco said, I mean, we all work together. We've all known each other since high school, right? So when we started, we were we were doing landscape projects with that had concrete involved. We bought our first forms that we bought were just enough forms to do a front veranda, so we could do a front veranda incorporate that into the landscaping keep it going from there it's like oh we got to do a walkout we're going to need to buy a couple more forms and just so, grow and and literally that's how it evolved so my side i mean don't get me wrong i understand the job but it's like i'll dig the hole i'll sit on the machine i'll dig the hole and uh you know, it, it takes a certain skill set to do that as yep. well right so yeah. that's always kind of been my strong suit and uh now we're down i mean at one point we were excavating yeah, in the beginning we had we were, a roll yeah. off, we had a stone slinger, we had a crane, and it was just it was so many moving. But obviously, I couldn't do it all myself, so we moved on more people and this and that. And now we've come back around to streamlining to like, you know what? We have great service providers from stone everything. It's just a boom. Everybody needs yeah. their own boom. 
because it, it, it's really hard to coordinate. Even me, I move a few other companies, I move their forms and stuff like that, and it's tough. To, even between two companies, it's like, okay, uh, tomorrow can I get you? It's like, oh no, I gotta go there for a couple hours and then I'll come to it. There's a lot of moving parts to, to the heavy. We parts. really didn't get you just, it's in your blood, Rob? Is that what you were saying? Pretty much. But at the end of the day, I can remember when I was younger, I said, I'm never gonna do concrete. I think I was 16. And then I needed some money around 18. And I realized there's no other way <laughs> to make money this quickly. 16 and a half, I need some money. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, it just progressed from there. I could never. Stop. It's concrete's in my blood. It's definitely in his Robert's blood. Like yeah. Robert's dad is like concrete Jedi. Like he was the man. I remember in the beginning yeah, when we yeah. were when we were doing slab on grades and stuff. It's like we got to bring Joe. Yeah, the Jedi. Joe is gonna make sure everything is perfect. The bracing right? master. Yeah, exactly. Brace master. Yeah, he was the man. Let's right. get into ICF. You guys recently got into ICF, right? You did a big project. Well, you didn't see how George got into this. Well, George, you want to share? How did you get into this? Almost by accident. My game prior to this for almost 30 years was just full-on construction. Like what, what Jim's been doing is, you know, his career, right? Well, I think it, it all came down to, we were just talking about Rob's dad, is, is Joe. Right. So that's my connection to all these guys was way back in the day, Joe was my, Joe was my you know, Jedi guy. That <laughs> if there was a, if there was a, a, you know, a I can't watch Star Wars the same way now. Yeah. If there was like an injection, like the foundation was leaking or that's how I got, met Joe. Got so it. Joe just kind of became my concrete guy. And then, you know, I met Rob. Rob is just like the little kid helping out with Joe. And then that's how I met Ryan. Cause as these guys sort of, started coming up in the business. I Joe was still kind of doing his own thing and these guys were doing their own thing. So I used to bug Joe all the time. I was like, Joe, just stop, man. All you want to do is like do some work and stuff. Forget all the business stuff. Just let the, let the young guys run the business and you just go work with them, right? Take the stress off. Anyway, as things kind of moved along, I started pulling back and kind of away from construction and then I was just kind of like, you know what? I feel like I've done everything that I kind of want to do with this. So I'm just going to flake out for a while and just effectively retire from it. Which of course didn't last very long. And then he called me and Ryan, and it's like, yeah, and it's I'm like thinking listen. of joining. And we're like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we started the, talking about a boom truck. That's how. Or no, yeah, it wasn't the, it was the roll like, off. I can get a boom truck out of this. It was the roll off. It was like, <laughs> no, we need right. a roll off. You know what? I can remember we had a tight job in Toronto, and I show up there with a truck and a huge trailer and machines and oh, blocking yeah. traffic, yeah. and it's like. I think a roll-off would be a little bit slicker than that. <laughs> all yeah, kind of so, went from there. So, it, but it turned into this is one of the things that you um, that is a huge benefit when you work with a bunch of people for a long time. It's like if I were to follow Jim around nonstop and watch what he was doing, it'd be pretty easy for me to pick out different things that he just does just reflex automatically. Yep. Which yep. is like there's actually a way better way to do that. I'm not going to necessarily mention the gym, but I would be able to pick that up. Working with these guys for so many years you start to know where all their flaws are. Like you start to see where their failings are. So where there's room for improvement. Nobody's perfect, yeah, right? Exactly. So there's room for improvement. So that was sort of the idea it was yeah, like, listen more, guys. Yeah, more efficient, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's like you guys have got the hard work piece and all that and the connections to everybody <laughs> down, right? Definitely so, grab the mic back. No, because <laughs> <laughs> the low, like, cause it's a machine, right? It wasn't like, hey, this is what you do to do concrete better. No, it, no, it, was, not it had nothing, had to, nothing do to do with concrete, concrete. Or, or anything like that. It was, it was just like, 
if you answer your phone, you know you could get more business, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, screw that, man. I'm so busy right now. I don't care about answering my phone. I'll show up to the next job. And, you know, and oh, that's, yeah. that's the mentality at that. When you're really starting off, I mean, me and Rob started, we were in... I, I was, was 22. You were 22. I was 21. We were kids. Contractors, I swear, the, the ones that were going to screw you, they were licking their lips. Right when you showed up to look at the job, it's like, oh, <laughs> easy work. These guys are going to work. I'm not even going to pay, pay them. This is easy. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about, yeah. man. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it, it's, it's all those little things that we were so hyper-focused on producing the work of like going to the job site and like hammering in nails and it's like breaking so far from running a business i think most small businesses get caught up there and it's like no, no I think do you, you guys think it's 50 50 no i think it's more i almost think it's 60 40 paper paper yeah i agree 100%. with you i agree with maybe you guys even more, it's mind-boggling to even say that right now no me. it's true like, i would say so i still feel my talents are on site so it's yeah. like no forget the paper no but it really is 60 40 because a lot of people i mean i try to follow up have conversations with customers after the work's done and so how was it it's like man your office it was so easy you know something changed the change work order showed up real time like it was like okay <laughs> half an hour after the conversation i mean don't the same wrong, month yeah, yeah no there's other guys that's like oh oh you guys are really worried about the money because <laughs> you're already well, looking for a, a lot of businesses fail as we all know right everybody thinks the grass is always greener oh yeah. i'm working for this company they're making way too much money i'm gonna leave and go start my own insert whatever following that plumbing business con doesn't matter what it is right i'm gonna go and do my own thing these guys you could be really good at concrete or really good at plumbing but if you don't know how to run a business oh. and you don't know how to deal with all the rest of the admin and everything else, guaranteed between year three and year five, if it's not Revenue Canada, it's workers comp, it's, oh, it's, somebody. it's something. Somebody yeah. is gonna be up your backside so hard and they're gonna bankrupt you because suddenly you realize, wow, I really should have been charging 15% more because I have all these other expenses I didn't even think about, didn't even know about. They don't know what they don't know, but they're really good at whatever trade. Right. Yeah. So there's a huge part of it in servicing your clients, which is and running a business all about. So how did you guys handle the paperwork that? And the communication? As, a, as a partnership, how did you guys did you bounce off everybody? Is that the idea that you guys were like, here's an idea, here's an idea? How did you guys yeah, do that? Yeah, There was a lot of that. But I, I, a big a big piece of it, a big piece of what I brought to the table. And I, I say regularly to anybody and I'll say it again right now. Communication. Almost, well, communication, but almost everybody in this company knows more about concrete than I do, period. Marco wanted to like show me something or whatever, and I just went, la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm like, Marco, I don't need to know this. He's like, what do you mean you don't need to know this? It's like my, my swim lane, the, the thing that I bring to the table for this company, my swim lane, I don't have enough bandwidth in my brain to be absorbing all of this stuff and doing this other stuff. So. If it comes up and I need to know about this, I'm going to direct that person. How are you doing that, you? man? Because that's like a skill in itself. What in construction, as GC, Jim, you'll probably attest to this. Your mind's everywhere. Yeah, your mind's you thinking be. about every single you trade, then the clients, then the designer, yeah. then the architect, then everything. Yeah. Hardcore communication, no pun intended. Hardcore communication and establishing strict and solid swim lanes for every member of the team is critical. Because if someone goes to Rob and goes, hey, Rob, blah, 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 blah. Even if he knows the answer, he shouldn't give the answer out. He needs to say, the person who's responsible for that is Marco. So I'm gonna call him, I'm gonna get him to call you and answer your question and deal with whatever. 
Because then that person knows the next time that comes up, oh, Marco's the guy I got to go to. Where if he answers the question, it suddenly becomes part of his swim lane with that client. And he's the point person at that. Right. Yeah. And so it's not even his. Even if you know the answer, you do not engage. You get the person what they need, but you, you don't give them what they need like from you. But in all fairness, can we say that construction is a very selfish career? Lots of us want to do everything. I don't know if it's selfless. Yeah, you know, like, but I think that's more old school. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. Like, I'll take care of that. I'll take care yeah. of that. I'll take care of that. It's taken sudden, me a no, long time to. Yeah. Ten let hats, the right? Fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's I difficult. Think it's changed. It's changed dramatically. Is it? I think yeah. it's the big difference that that's working for us. It's like instead of everything being on your shoulders. I mean, how many times between me and Marco were like, no, I'll deal with it. No, I'll deal with that. No, I'll do. It's it's. It's irrelevant. It's like, okay, no, it makes more sense. You deal with that. I'll go home and play with the kids, right? Like, I mean, you don't have, when you have a good team, you don't have to do everything. Some people might think, hey, you guys got a pretty heavy management side to this company. And it's, it's, I think it's just perfect right now because from the production stuff on site, uh, whether it's trucking, pricing, sales, I mean, we, we work together as a team. Is that a GC yeah. or a client saying that you guys have a heavy management? Because I would think that that's a positive. I think it is. I mean, to some people at the beginning of working with us, it can get confusing, I think, maybe. At some points, you get a little bit of that. Like, who am I supposed to talk to? It's like, well, for this, you talk to this person. For this, I mean, in our minds, it's clear yeah. as day. So who did Jim and I talk to about the barbecue? <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Well, I think it's a toss up between me and Marco who's <laughs> cooking the barbecue. But, uh... I, get know, the water. I, I think it's it makes more sense. I guess it's you're getting people that are not used to that way exactly. of, of dealing to the with. new way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's and there's one of the we, we have like a, a small merger we're doing right now. So you've got like a small company who's basically they're kind of closing their doors but effectively coming on board and working with us and, and we'll have a stake in the business. One of the biggest things, for, one of the biggest reasons for why uh, they wanted to come over had absolutely zero to do with money. It had everything to do with, what? I don't have to sell anything? I don't have to, I don't have to deal with HST, GST, payroll, benefits, like da 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 da. You mean I get to just be a tradesperson, which is the thing I actually like? And can still, because now what happens is we've got people that can come in, they're, they can be an owner, they can be doing the thing they're really good at, and there's a whole team in the background that is handling all the other yeah. BS. They don't have to think about it. So now they can focus on that, that piece they're really good at, because let's face it, almost everybody in the trades despises paper. That's everybody sure. hates paperwork. Yeah. Everybody. It's, just, it's our nemesis. Except for Dan, I hate it. Paperwork is the Darth Vader of construction, right? Terrible. Is that what we're talking it's about here? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely. I'm pretty sure we could all be doctors or lawyers if we liked paper. <laughs> yeah. So this this is a way for us to make it so that the paper, because everyone's got their swim lanes, and we got people who like paper who are dealing with paper. Yeah. But then it. Opens. I don't like paper and have to deal with it. Well, okay. Well, maybe maybe we need to get you another but job. But it, it also comes down to like, like put it on paper, right? Crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. When we like with our with our contracts, our estimates go out. We have the amount of wall, how many, how, the thickness, height, linear foot, everything's there. Yeah. Now, if we get to site and all of a sudden you have an additional 10 feet, an additional six inches to raise up, well, there, there's a cost that you weren't charged, right? So you gotta do that paperwork. It, you have to have that written down. Have a conversation, yeah, don't worry about it, we'll figure out, figure it out, and then you come to the end of the project and all of a sudden, yeah, oh, it's uh, $1,800 more, 
2,500, like all that type of stuff needs to be done, right? So unfortunately, paperwork, as much as we hate it, and trust me, I hate it as yeah, much as anybody, yeah. it's gotta be done. I know, but if you got a drawing and it's a certain height, certain thickness, certain whatever, and a client changes their mind or an engineer, it's only fair. Yeah, yeah. totally. Right. It's just about the details. You got to make yeah. sure the yeah. quotes are detailed. You get, you get guys, it's, it's, we ran into this, uh, you know, with me being on site. It's like uh, the other day I was, had the pleasure of dealing with a homeowner. They're building their own home. The excavation was a shale. So, of course, when you're digging in shale, you, you know, you're, as you're digging away, sometimes it's an extra four, five, six inches come out, right? We allocated 12 meters for the concrete, for the footing, and it was 16. So she was like, well, how don't you guys know that? It gave you the drawings. Well, the drawings are eight inch thick footings, 24 inches wide, so many feet equals 12 meters of concrete. That's what we allocated. And uh, I walked by and you know, I was measuring for her. She's like, oh, it's only an extra inch there. Oh, it's only two inches in that area. It's like, yeah, but this all adds up, right? When you're doing three, 400 linear yeah, feet. And, and, Why do they try to sneak that by? Homeowners. It, it, it's so homeowners. funny because I think that, I mean, with it the experience we have, we can almost identify it. Yeah. Like yeah. we go by the site when they're digging and it's like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, that's, and I mean, working local to us, we know the neighborhoods, right? It's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's gonna be shale. That's gonna be sand. That's, but we can't pre-price that because it prices us out of the game. Yeah. Right, so you have to price according to what's on the drawings, and address it. But Rob, are you letting line. them know that your number is going to be a little higher because we already know that there's going to be this X factor? Sometimes, yes, depends on the client. Really, I think that's what you have to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's a fine it, line, right? Yeah, you don't want to scare them. Well, if you, you know you what I them. what I find from from this side, yes, where, where we hire you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, if we're gonna get nickel and dimed on everyone, yeah, like you, then that's what you're gonna become, right? Yeah. Go, oh yeah, they're gonna come in here, but they're gonna hit you a little bit yeah. here and here. And, right? and I think that has a lot to do with with fairness and and what's clear as day. I mean, let's say you wanted to do a taller wall or have more veneer, brick ledge, whatever it is. Yeah, and the site conditions say no, you can't do that. Well, yeah. we need to credit you for that. Yeah. And, it, and it's a two-way street and i like even back to what marco was saying is uh a lot of these people people customers whatever you want to call them these they, people careful there careful careful nobody's listening what do you mean yeah. these people yeah. <laughs> but um, clients yeah clients <laughs> you can you we there's room to give it's you understanding give, on both sides you give i give right? that's you all give, it is i give but at the end of the day if you just document everything, then it's it's fair because we could do a hundred things for free before you even notice that something's happened. And then when it's like, we need extra for this. Oh, you're nickel and diming me. It's like, well, no, we didn't charge you for any of that stuff. I mean, sometimes we put extras on a change work order uh, with no three charge. line items with a zero beside it. Would that be a better situation if you guys actually brought up everything? Or no, is that going to be a... We used to do that, and it, we would shoot ourselves in the Yeah, so like, we, like Ryan was saying there, we've had the benefit of uh, losing our shirts on a couple of projects where now you kind of learn. When you're going into these projects, you know what you're looking for, yeah. right? To touch on a little bit on, like, site, like you look at a site, uh, site plan, a lot of these houses that we're doing, especially in the custom, 10, 11-foot deep basements, there's a house four feet away. It's only common sense. One plus one. Can we all sit at this table? I don't know, Ryan, you guys might be a little bit young, but 
I think we all grew up in a basement that was barely six feet tall. Yeah. 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 Barely. Yeah. <laughs> it, My dad's basement is still. So yeah, you gotta watch the beam in the yeah. middle, right? Now we need 10 <laughs> feet in the basement. Yeah, all I gotta say about that is God bless 10 foot basements. <laughs> That's right. So, 11 foot basements, huh? That's yeah, nice. You know what? It, and it's it's funny. You got a lot of people, a lot of people are doing this, uh, like even the 12 foot basements, because they're doing the drop ceiling, yeah, running the, all their all mechanical, the mechanical, which is, I, I get it, right? And it's like sometimes the client walks in, and like you said, he's. You know, the client's like five foot six, and you're like, why do we want a 12 foot basement? This is so expensive. Well, yeah, we could just do a traditional eight or nine foot basement and be twenty, thirty thousand dollars less. Yeah, Cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then what we were touching earlier on, like, you know, some of these houses that they're building in production, eight foot walls, they don't need any rebar. No. There's no soil retention. Like, yeah, no it, angle it, repose. Angle repose, soil retention, all plays into the factor yeah. where. The foundations have changed over time, right? I go I'm, train. Go train. <laughs> like, go like for, the for beauties us, of living by the train. <laughs> when we have a foundation that we're not stacking, it's very few and far between. And like the guys, you could just see like we're not stacking. Oh my god! We don't have to bring the bars. Oh. We don't have to do double like double scaffolding. It's so funny because what we considered a tough foundation five years ago. Is the norm for us now? It's no, that's an easy foundation. It's easy, now. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Easy. it's like it's yeah. abnormally easy. Like, uh, yeah, you know, timelines, this and that. It's I tough mean, I in what way? Like, super tall, super tall, intricate, like, start stacking, rounds, a lot of rebar right. detail, setting plates in the top of wall, stuff along those lines. It's it's just there's a lot of moving parts of that, and it becomes on us and the accuracy and this and that. Whereas we went to a job, so last year I think we went on a run. It was probably from June till November where every job was just getting more complex and every more complex one. Yeah. and more complex. Yeah. It's like, where does this end? Yeah. And then That's, we went to yeah. still a 10 foot basement. So there was stacking involved and it, like still a super complex job. And it was like child's play. Like the guys, they we ran it out. Everybody it. was coming home happy early. It was like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Now it's, so, just yeah. com, it's, it's just common. A lot more barbecues. Now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to get into the construction, like concrete relationship. You guys obviously build up a relationship with the concrete suppliers, right? For sure. Who do you guys biggest normally moving use? Biggest parts. Biggest moving parts. Like that's, that's you guys, that, you guys live and breathe or live and die by those trucks, right? Yes. We do. We do. You know what? We, uh. Our, our go-to is uh, Rexdale Building Supply. Okay. Um, RBS. 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 Correct. Yeah. RBS is uh, family-run. Yeah. Great group of people. Like, uh, like we can sit here and talk and enjoy ourselves. They're they're real people. They're there. Yeah. You know? yeah it's not just dispatch. And, yeah. They tell you like you know when you get with these bigger companies like yeah trucks on the way right trucks on the way, them like you know you're just, you're just a number to them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where like with these smaller outfit. Which is not that small. Like I think they have like 26 trucks now running, so it's it's not a small. Yeah, company. but it's still a mom and pop, right? For sure, it is. Yeah. It is. It's just the personability. Like you know, I could call at seven o'clock at night and like, listen, this has happened. Do you think we could like? They work with us. Same thing with our like our pumping company as well. Like we are blessed to have the team that we have. Yeah, that's for sure. Plus, they're concretes. 
Oh yeah, RBS is concrete. It's the cream. It's cream. Butter, yeah, it's cream. Butter, it's cream. <laughs> what makes what makes the concrete kissable? I the don't understand. Cream. I don't know. What is so? What I is knew, it about the concrete? You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You, you know? gotta have Louis it's on here. Yeah, yeah. Question. Yeah. It's you know, it's the, it goes back to the Roman days, right? They, they're Italian. So okay. It's a Cimente. <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, going back to ICF, you guys recently got into it, right? Yeah. So, and I know that George off mic, like, wait back, we, we had a conversation about anybody that's in concrete that's not getting into ICF is basically a dinosaur and just waiting for the asteroid, right? Yeah, and, 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 I, and we still feel quite strongly that's going to be the case. I mean, the reality of it is building codes are changing. And, well, and, look at uh, the prices of lumber nowadays. Well, the prices of lumber, now I, the, the cost of ICF block has gone up too. The price of styrene How much? And all that, right? I think um, it went up 20%. Yeah, close to 20%. Depends on the manufacturer, right? But, you know, I suspect that by the end of this year, you know, come October, November, the rates of everything are going to be even higher, so who knows? But So the, why has ICF gone up? Um, I think it's the, well... It's crude oil, isn't it, being used um, to make it or what's I, I think what it simply boils down to is i think that yes the demand is high and they're probably blowing through raw material faster like the, same the answer way. is if you do not <laughs> price gouge <laughs> the construction industry <laughs> you're just an idiot <laughs> i think that's it's that's true. true i, I agree sorry. With that. it's I, true I think man what's happening is there are people out there people in power that can you know control some of the cogs and levers and things of a, a lot of industry that they're all ordering much larger yachts and bigger private jets. There's <laughs> a, a lot of money made, man. When, when literally you order a bunch of plywood from IHL, not a heck of a lot, a bunch of two by fours, and the cost of the value of it when it comes off the truck is equal to a Toyota Camry that you can buy brand new across the street. Something's so, wrong. Do you yeah, think totally. there's, there's it's, some it's relation between the fact that the construction industry really hasn't had a break? All these lockdowns, pandemic, this and that. It's full steam ahead. But the construction industry hasn't been taken advantage of ever. That's in the sense of pricing or yes. right. yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever in the history of construction. No, no exactly. This is the first time it's being taken advantage of. And let's of. face it, it runs a huge portion yep. of the economy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it. Massive. And and that's where I'm going with that. We're all able, I mean, that employees. God forbid, you know, the restaurant owners and the people yeah. that are really struggling through these times might get some relief in some way whether it be their suppliers the yeah. cost of goods and construction i mean they're looking at us like you guys are just freaking rolling around over there you but there's got to be a affected. tipping point i mean like honestly but guys this, isn't yeah, it, where do we draw the isn't line isn't it the way now to start paying back the stimulus yeah i like, mean there's, a, there's I mean, a, there's, at some point that's right, gonna have so to happen so you're jack these you know you got plywood at over 100 bucks well yeah. along with that goes the extra 13 percent, which goes to the government anyway yeah. you know the hundred percent that it's gone up 200 or 200 what's the price of your forming so your so forming you put, the, and a put the hst on 200 percent. so our forms come pre-made so we so don't actually know how much that is oh worth. yeah so like the, the have they gone up they, they have they, they must have, have gone up and you're waiting construction for yeah but interestingly interestingly which here's here's an odd disparity. The price of a piece of three quarter ply has seemingly gone through the roof, arguably close to tripling. Yeah. Okay. So why is it that a form that we buy, which is effectively inch and a quarter thick, pretty expensive bloody plywood, right? Skinned on one side, like, you know, with basically the equivalent of like a heavy duty paper, which is how we get the smooth finish, yeah. right? How is it that the price of forms, if you go to buy 
them have Haven't not gone. gone up that much. So how are the, I mean, maybe the guys that are making the forms are just now getting hit with the pricing increase, mm. but shouldn't the price of the forms have jumped it's by magic. at least double? It's, it's magic. But yet plywood that's just getting stuck on a roof of a building or wherever or on a sub, you know, subfloor, that's gone through the roof. But why hasn't it, I, I don't know, doesn't so make maybe sense. There's, maybe there's I think you should, the there. forming manufacturers buying loud, directly right? from the mills. need to buy mills. forms soon. Because yeah. <laughs> the, mill, the mill's not making it. <laughs> I, I think it's all trickling down because, I mean, recently I've been told that, I think I mentioned it to you, Jim, about the engineer lumber where the resin company is holding out for increases <laughs> and the manufacturer of engineer lumber is refusing to pay those increases. So now there's going to be a pause in the industry regarding engineer lumber. Well, I, I think that right across the board, I feel like you'd mentioned the tipping point, but I think we're actually right at that tipping point. I keep hearing about people that are like, yeah, you know what? Uh, hell with it. The hell with it. I'm waiting till next year, waiting for the year after. You think I've that's going to start to shift I've, the tide? I've called a whole pile of our builders because I'm constantly doing that all the time with our clients and having conversations. What's the vibe? Say, hey, what's, what's going, going on, on out there? And all of them have basically said that like, yeah, we have clients that are really gung-ho on going and what's happening now in the marketplace, they've pulled back. They've said, we're pausing. We're not going to go for permit right now. Or even if we get our permit, we're not going to build. I think what's happening when a bunch of people are gouging, and making a lot of money, but I feel like there's going to be a screaming halt that's going to hit us by Christmas. I think in the, be in, the, in the industry. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that, I, I've yeah. been saying that. Well, yeah. how many of us, even a small project at home where you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And then you get the cost of the lumber, and you're like, I need um, I need six sheets of plywood, and I bought the original go. stack when it was sixty eight, yeah. and I have not bought those six sheets mm -hmm. because I refuse to pay so seven hundred dollars yeah. for six yeah. sheets no, of plywood. And, and, and that's that's the prime example right there, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know what? We'll just wait it out, see where it goes. I'm looking at sanded pine. I'm looking at three eights and laminating it myself. I'm looking at like growing, yeah. like I'm looking at other options. And, and I think ultimately I'm going to have to pay 101, 102. Yeah. 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 If you want to get something done right now, I mean, but back to that point, it's like, if you can wait, wait it out. Yeah. I was going to build, but, a, but, I was going to build a new deck around my pool. Now I'm going to get armor stone and do concrete patio, <laughs> like raised in the air because it's cheaper. It's literally it cheaper. Is. Yeah. But I've also been seeing the data, and, and Jim, honestly, like, uh, the, we're not, they're not, okay, so the lumber industry has not sold as much as they've sold last year or the year before. They've sold less, but, but they they've made more, more money. money. So it's basic common commerce here. They're selling less, but making more money. So why should we sell more and make less money? That's why I go back to the construction industry has not taken advantage of us ever until now. Until now. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I think that these prices are here to stay. I, I don't. I That's don't a see scary it. thought, yeah. man. A twelve dollar, a twelve right? by, I, I by four. Uh, yeah, I think they'll drop like fifteen points, and then that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Has concrete gone up? A little, little bit. bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Not a lot. A little bit. Not, Not like like, like normal gone up. Yes. Like yeah. five yeah. twenty. Like nothing, would, like nothing anybody would even. You yeah. wouldn't notice. Flinch. Yeah, yeah, your standard yeah. April increase. Yeah, right? yeah. there's yeah. there's like on the concrete side, there's like really nothing to talk about. It's Steel, just, yeah. it's minimal. Steel, Steel has gone up yes. a lot. A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but now you guys are entertaining fiberglass. Yeah, yeah. Rebar. Yeah. So, and but you have to order L-shaped or whatever. Well, you can you can substitute um, like straight bar. So you can substitute fiberglass for steel. So you could, for example, do all of your straight bar in fiberglass. And do all your bent bar still in steel? Is fiberglass right. stronger? Because bent bar, 
arguable. The 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 answer the depends answer, on the very crude crude and, and quick answers. We'll call it. We'll say yes. They, okay. they have different properties, but the stuff's amazing. Is the bottom line. It easily substitute like a 15m and steel easily substitutes you know a 15 15 m in fiberglass there's going to be instances where they're going to be you know some engineer will say no in this application it's got to be steel because steel behaves like this and fiberglass doesn't fine but generally speaking you can substitute them out what we need is for engineers i was just gonna say to specify <laughs> engineers. yeah to, to specify on the drawings and i really hope they start doing this like just right out of the gate looking at it and just going yep for this drawing and putting, putting notes in that say substitution for steel to fiberglass, you can substitute 15 for yeah. 15, 10 for 10, 20 for 20. On yeah. the straight for runs straight or will you guys yeah. everything. Or whatever. Or whatever. And you'd be fine with that mix match? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, at the well, end of the day, the option, it gives you the right? option. It gives you the exactly. option depending exactly. on what the prices are yeah. doing. It's I mean, not a big deal for the engineer. If you if you just went and substituted, then uh, the, the job would come to a screaming halt yeah. until the engineer goes out. And, yeah. and that's where that. we... We're, I mean, we're kind of at a pause with it now is because nobody's specking it. it. Right. Everything's specced in steel. Well, that's more work so for the like, engineer. So, you know, we come to you, Jim, and it's like, hey, you want to go back to your engineer and figure all this out and pay whatever no. they want to fit? <laughs> yeah. No, just use steel like they, they called for, right? Like, yeah. that's the typical answer that you're going to yeah. hear. But, but that's a great, be... you know, but that's a great idea. I mean, all whatever architects that I work with, I will mention it to them to uh, talk to their engineer and you know Gabe will talk to Gabe yeah, about we'll it. We'll find out yeah. about having, that. Having that alternative, that option yeah. is a real bonus to the client is reality. It's just not going to yeah. cost that much, if anything, to have the engineer do it at the time, Yeah. right? For the client, it's a big bonus. And, and for us, the reality of it is fiberglass, even if it was like the same price, we'd still use fiberglass because fiberglass is an insulator, not a conductor. It weighs next to nothing. Doesn't rust. It doesn't corrode, yeah. right? You can leave it outside for a billion years. Like there's just a whole host of reasons for why fiberglass is just way better to use. I mean, you can literally pick up a massive, like a thousand pieces at a time with our boom, and you couldn't pick up anywhere near that amount with, um, with steel, steel, right? Yeah. Guys carrying it, same thing. Guys got to move uh, a bunch of rebar by hand across the site. Well, you can grab a massive bundle of fiberglass and drag it all over easily. Steel, hmm, not so Who much. started with fiberglass? You know. The Germans? It's always the Germans. I was always the Germans. Would it put it past them? That's yeah. all I'm saying. Already. But yeah, I mean, think think about combining what you would ask the question about about um, ICF. Swinging back to that, what a great thing to do to be able to do like an ICF foundation, and you're just slamming fiberglass, fiberglass inside through of it. it. That's a lot you easier for you guys mass, to fish it through, you got right? The insulation yeah. on the inside and outside. You're not having to do any stripping. You're not having to use a giant boom truck to move forms to site and move them back out again, so the carbon footprint of that evaporates. You know, there's just so many reasons for why I believe with time ICF is going to completely just take over. Traditional forming, there'll still be a place for it in different applications, obviously. We still are doing homes now where, again, one of our specialties is doing complex places, modern places. There's ones that we've done where it's ICF combined with traditional forming because ICF is really good in certain aspects of it, but traditional forming is required for other structural aspects right. where it's better. So they combine the two, which we can do blindfolded. Think about the labor. This is what it all boils down like, to. Everybody who's walking around right now thinking, no, man, that's never going to happen. It's like, okay, you're basically a dead dinosaur. You're insane if you think that there's going to be 15 years from now any labor to move forms. Yeah. It's going to be super hard because right now... We're losing the workforce. The, and this is in all trades, but certainly yeah. in, I can tell you in concrete forming, in the, heart, yeah. the old school guys that are still out there, they're the gems. 
They're the guy, they're the teachers, they're the guys who can do it night and day, even in their 50s and even 60s can crush yeah. what a millennial yeah. could do. Yeah. Not to pick on millennials, but you could put two young kids beside one of the old guys who's 59, and that old guy will destroy the other two guys. Oh, hands down. <laughs> hands down, the two guys will just be like, I by lunchtime, they'll guys, be losing their minds you. and not understanding why they can't keep up. Yeah. So that labor force is disappearing, and a lot of young folks don't want to get into the game, right? Yep. So what does this mean? It means the traditional farming as we know it. I mean, I've got, a, I've got some ICF behind me that we just stacked up just for yeah. giggles here. That, anybody can pick that up. Yeah. The physical stack aspect it. of it. Is the just physical just abuse of doing this is nothing compared to I'm just to like, with, with the industry the way it is right now, I'm sure that there's certain homeowners or architects who are considering that over lumber packages, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, there were a lot of people who were going right to ICF to underside of roof because the math, because softwood went through the roof, yeah. the math suddenly became, whoa, wait a second, it's gonna cost me the same amount of money or less to now go all the way to underside of roof. Yeah. And you're already insulated. Thermal so what's you're pretty much ready for drywall. Uh, thermal mass. It's over tw it, with, with the thermal mass and all that fun stuff, the kind of thickness of the wall, you're over 20. Over 20. Yeah, yeah. you're over 20. If you crunch the numbers, it kind of makes sense. Man. It does. Well, so you know what? I mean, I, I did this in oh oh two when I did one of my houses. And I just did the basement. And it was coming on strong then. But then I... Yeah, I think then that's it, when then I did my first just, course was 2005. Right. <laughs> then it, then it, I never heard of it again. No. Well, do you no. know what, you know what well, I think It was such a premium product. This is still right. the case in the industry. So we, we've got a... A contractor that we, uh, a builder that we does really nice homes that we we do their foundations, and they didn't realize last year that we were already doing ICF, so they hired some ICF company to come in, and what happens is people go and take like a two or three day course, and they could be like really good carpenters or whatever, right. but they may not have the resources to purchase all the required bracing or experience to pour pour the concrete, so what happens is they can get the walls up and stuff, but they don't know how to work with concrete. Right. So everything isn't properly braced and set up. Oh, can we say blowout? Oh, bl well, this is the thing. When <laughs> you don't, when yeah. you hear You're not allowed to say that oh. in the concrete yard. Yeah. 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 They'll never yeah. say blowout. But, but when you get people going, oh, ICF is shit. And ICF is shit because you get blowouts and you get this and you get that. It's like, well, that's because you just don't know how to pour concrete and don't know how to yeah, work exactly. with ICF. Definitely right. A, definitely an application. Like you can't just because you, you gotta know, sit. You gotta set the bottom first, right? You set the bottom like the first three feet. They talk about going in lifts, and you could achieve higher lifts. But it, it's to what George says. You gotta know how to pour concrete. Yeah. Like, listen, putting these things together. Pressures. Take a course one day. You could put it together. Now, when it comes showtime, <laughs> yeah. right? Time. It's like yeah, we it's talk a whole about other game. You yeah. prep for a week or two, and all of a sudden, it's four or five hours. Hundred meters are on the ground, and it's, yeah. it's time to go. 12, 12 trucks show up, the pump is pumping, and shit's live, and walls are moving all over the place, and what do you do? Uh oh You get a blowout in the middle of that, it's over. Yeah. Right? How do you recover from that as everything is setting and the trucks wah, are piling up? Wah, wah. And that's, what, <laughs> that's why ICF... Get the buckets! The buckets! <laughs> but that's, what, that's what's caused a lot of the industry. The ICF to industry has gotten it. a bit of a bad reputation, and that has come entirely not because the product is bad, it's come because the installers are garbage. Right. So when people are getting quotes for ICF and they've got some guy going, yeah, man, I'll frame your whole place. I'll do your foundation. Uh, $25 a square foot. I'll do, your, I'll do your ICF. It's like, okay. All right. Let's see how that turns out. Yeah. Right? That including the product? Yeah, yeah. about 25 bucks a square foot is what yeah. guys are running around doing it for, right? right? But, but that's product, what? Eight inch. 
yeah, yeah, yeah eight for eight inch, inch yeah. right? But the reality of it is the number for a company who actually knows how to do it properly, like it's just like boom, the framers show up and they're just like woohoo, you know. There it's is no right. square foot price, and there's no like great big giant voids in your, you know, that people can't see. That's the biggest thing, right? Like you hire these guys who don't know how to do pour concrete, you end up with these massive voids under windows and things that are leaking like crazy in your basement. Yeah, and people are like, hey, what's up? Well, what's up is you hired some some guys who have no experience pouring concrete. They've poured a couple of little additions in Etobicoke and you just hired them to do a 5,000 square foot home in the middle of a field. It's gonna end badly. It's not the product. It's, if you hire the right people, it shouldn't be 25 bucks a square foot. You actually need 35 bucks a square foot and then you get the real deal. But there's all these Yahoo's cowboys running around. It's, it's, that's our industry, man. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's where... That's it's only thing, getting right? worse, right, guys? Because lots of guys are lo losing their jobs and they're just going to get into construction. So What's I'll get into ICF, I'll get into... Yeah, yeah. yeah because they think yeah. it's easy, but yeah. you know, the, the failures are everywhere, right? I, we, we get, I field at least one or two calls a week for something just absurd that's happened in something, whether it's sort of you know, traditional concrete forming or ICF or whatever, where people have just lost their minds because something's blown up. One or two a week I hear about. Really? So that's just what I'm hearing about. Can you imagine how many are actually ha happening? Like how much chaos there is? But that happens in everything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plumbing, roofing, windows, All like every the trades. trade. I yeah. got to ask you guys, since I got a table of concrete Jedis here, I got to ask you guys, you want to educate some of the listeners here about certain concrete kind of terminology that no. we may not all know? There's no such thing. <laughs> There's plenty of it, man. <laughs> start off with MPA. Start off with anything. Oh, start off with M. Going to the MPA. All thing, that shit. Man. Just I've explain that shit. <laughs> Listen, the Construction Life Podcast is not just about beer and barbecues. It's yeah. not about wine. And it's not about all kinds We're of... We're trying stuff. to educate. We're trying to educate the next generation. There might be a drywaller out there right now who wants to get into concrete. I don't think there is, but no. there might be <laughs> one out there right now. <laughs> he actually stands a chance because he's already working with much, right? Yeah. Why leave your warm, dry in the air yeah. environment to yeah. the cold, wet... Yeah. Outdoor mm, environment, yeah. but no, no. If you guys can share some of the stuff that you guys see on drawings I mean, and MPA is, is uh, to be honest with you, I'm lost for words on that one. Well, it's just the strength of the concrete. <laughs> yeah, we know it's the strength of the concrete. <laughs> well, no, it, it just it, like when you're talking about M MPA or even like you know just the different aggregates, the cemento uh, sand ratio, recycled gravel versus clean yeah. gravel, and all this other. Yeah, ten I mil thought we were gravel. looking for like definitions here. No, so no, that's no, what no. I don't know. Terminology the in the no. concrete world. Yeah, so MPA. Oh, what is? To the strength. What strength is the, yeah. So, so uh, definition what's the wise, M, eh? what's the P, what's yeah. the A? I don't. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking the Jedi's I'm, here. I'm sure there's a Google <laughs> George, answer for that somewhere. Like right? we said, we follow what's on the drawings. <laughs> yeah. all, all, basically, all we are we're the hands of the engineer. So whatever the engineer wants. He so when the truck it. arrives, you just go. That's got 25 MPA in there. Yeah. So we good. order. So we order. We'll yeah. order prior to that. And the only thing that we change on slight sometimes is the slump. Okay. I think we always order. A grade, above grade MPA. Ab above grade. Most of our drawings that we're seeing, a lot of like, a lot of 20 MPAs, 25 MPAs. So what we like to do, we just bring it up a notch a little bit. If it's calling for 25 MPA, we'll do it for 30 MPA. Just so that way, sometimes we do add water on site. I know people are going to be like, oh my God, these guys add water. Yes. We yeah, it's called rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I'm adds water. I'm pretty sure one of the main ingredients is water and concrete, right? Right. Um, the there's certain scenarios yeah. where you can add water. You can add water. You work yes. with plasticizers, plasticizers and different chemicals. But during the wintertime, you're also adding the additive or whatever it is. Yeah. 
what is it? It's like an antifreeze of some sort, right? Yeah, I mean, simple terms. Yeah, yeah. It's it's to help the concrete cure in the cold, to not freeze. This is Canada, yeah. by the way. It used to right. be calcium. I know a couple calcium, of years back yeah. they've changed the calcium because of now with all the rebar going in the walls. They're called winter mix i would have to ask my is uh, the a concrete company so, so rob's got something to share what, what, what are you going to share there mpa is one word and it's megapascals okay oh, all right there we go we finally shared isn't so. that something to do with the weather <laughs> no that's a barometer i think it's no. the metric measurement for psis <laughs> for psi right yeah. for pounds per square inch yeah so 25 so is, is the norm when it comes to it's concrete. 20 that's yeah 20 20 is the norm on drawings 20 and, you see a you, lot of 20 uh, we always order 25 yeah a lot of the the older like the like the subdivisions and stuff like that they're 15 mpa i, oh, I yeah, even what like, is yeah, it 15 mpa really we <laughs> see draw yeah like listen it, it's so what is that like that's shawshank redemption i'm gonna yeah. get out old kind of concrete pretty close back pretty in the day close. it was even worse it was uh give me an 11 inch slump yeah <laughs> no exactly right like back in the day there was no pump so what these are you guys doing? Used to... you're doing self-leveling at that well, point as, as, as much. unconvincing <laughs> that we are that we know the science of this <laughs> we they're they're we understand a lot more than years ago yes. like these guys are saying it used to just be like add water until it flows it's like, well, you <laughs> you already started. You already started with the worst yeah. concrete you could get, and now you've watered it down to literally like it's a bag packing of sac- sand. A yeah. bag of concrete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just curious. Anything else on the because I'm assuming that a lot of the new guys you bring in, you gotta educate them about drawings, reading drawings, understanding you know drawings. I think that comes a lot further down the road. Really? You don't I give it to them? Step, step one is to like just work. Work. Because I mean, as I, a team. I started like in if, railway. Yeah. I started in railway. When I started railway, I showed up there. I was a 17-year-old kid, and they're like, "Do this and do this," and I'm like, "Oh my god, how could they ask me to do? I can't do that." <laughs> and it took about two, three months before it's like the body gets used to it, and it's like, "Okay, what's next?" And then, then you can start learning, right? Get into but the flow, yeah. And, until you get past the, can my body physically do this or not? Then, yeah, slowly, slowly. But essentially, everybody's working on site. We're not having group huddles around the drawings. You know, there's a foreman who's the leader, and he understands the drawings. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Terminology-wise, yeah, I'll tell them, you know, they understand rebar grids and so on and so forth. But But I think if you're standing there listening and you're the laborer or the apprentice, I mean, you should pick it up if you got I say that mindset. Yeah, I say you're going to learn more by ears, listening. Open ears and open eyes, right? Yeah. But the like there's no training course. Here. It's not we're going to sit down and explain to you drawing. If you'd like, you could take a night school course or something, you know, learn about drawing. But Watch a TV here. show. But that's the open problem with eyes. our industry. <laughs> yeah. Our industry doesn't have a... Listen, to a, listen to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. Con- <laughs> you learn about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but concrete forming doesn't have a like a stamp of approval that you're a concrete former now. Yeah, so there's no like, red seal, no nothing. Yeah. It's Should there car- be a course, guys? Should I there? Think, I believe it should. There should because be. I think it would there totally should people be. to do it more. Yes. I think it should be a red seal. Yeah, but isn't that trade. part of the carpenter's thing? No. Well, no. yes. Like you, yes. yes. forming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, so like 27 is, is definitely, there's a lot of forming people yeah. in 27. It's carpenter's union. But there isn't like a course, you like don't, an educational concrete course. forming course. Yeah. Like, you know, like to a lot of framers, and correct me if I'm wrong. You touch, on but you know what? Forming. When you go, when you go to write your carpentry red seal, mm-hmm. there's a shitload on concrete. forming. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, tons. And that's where 
you know, the guys that work with us, they go, go to write it and they don't pass it right away because there's so much on forming, which 27 does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that could be your answer right there. Right. But generally like industry wide, nobody's got formal training. They're all just running around learning. I mean, the people that are good at it, it's because open eyes, open ears, listen, look, try to grasp as much as you can ask the questions when, when necessary, but yeah, there, there's, yeah. A, so there is, was a course. is 27 framing the subdivisions too? What? As far as, as forming goes, I think. No, no I, but I mean like actual framing. I don't know. I, I feel is like that I local hear, 27? I don't I know don't, anything about union. Yeah, yeah union is not my strong suit. Because 183 is what? Laborers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know when it, when it comes into like high rise, stuff like that, a lot of the steel stud and, and all that kind of stuff is done by 27. Uh, I, I think drywall falls under 27. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, 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 there's, again, there, that's the carpenters union, right? Yeah. So a lot of things should fall in under that. Who's right for what? All I know is that there's no course for concrete. They might say and there is in that union, but it's well, they not call it, yeah, like to be a carpenter, the then you can pour concrete. Right. That's what they're, they're saying. You put these forms no, together. Yeah, but I think go. any carpenter will vouch for the fact that they went and got their red seal, but they're not comfortable doing Pouring. like a complex pour, a 150 meter foundation. Road, isn't, right? Yeah, right. it's not, this isn't the type of stuff that they want to do. If there was a course. Why don't I you think, guys start a course? We've been talking about uh, that. 15 years, yeah. we were like, we need to, we, we could be the ones that start the course. Yeah, why don't do you guys concrete? start the course? And, then, and there's How your, do you do that? There's only your team. so many hats. You can only wear so many hats, man. <laughs> On top of each other, the yeah, hats that yeah, keep yeah. on going on top Square of each top other. Square top hat, right? You could have yeah, lots of tricks yeah, in that's there. how it is, right? If I could jump in just quick on sort of that whole certification trade thing. We have this problem just across the board in, certainly in southern Ontario. I know there's parts of the world, like if you go to Germany and in Stephen Summers in the U.S., I mean, you can't put a roof on a building unless you have proper certification, training, yep. it's inspected the whole nine yards. I truly believe and have thought this since I started in the business that as easy it was for me to get into it without having to get all kinds of formal training, we've got guys putting in windows and doing things that just should not be doing it. Just because you can buy a hammer doesn't mean you should be able to swing it. Yeah. Right. Right? Or get a free hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Would you say a free hammer? Free hammer. The listeners will get it, Jim. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but, but the it, listeners I'll never will get see it. that hammer. <laughs> you get, I don't want to see it. You get a lot of people going, no, man, we don't, we don't want more government intervention. We don't want more of this, more of that. And for me, it's just like, well, nobody really wants that. But guess what? If you want to clean up the industry, the, you know, the black market, whole cash thing, underground economy, you got to kind of put some things in place that scare the crap out of people where they can get caught. If you want to have everybody get like an awesome roof, then there should be, you know, I, I see new subdivisions. I'm watching guys put, you know, shingles on roofs. There's there's no nothing. It's like raw plywood and they're just slamming the shingles. In Europe, roofers, there's a whole scaffolding crew. You have to set up scaffolding around the entire house. To, yeah. to re-roof a house. I, I just can't believe that there's no such thing as a roofing inspection. It's true. There isn't. There isn't. I just realized that. Yeah. There so isn't. A couple, couple years ago, I, I built my house. We did some <laughs> roofing. I got a contractor to come in. I literally, the day before I'm leaving to Florida on a family vacation, have a water coming through my pot lights. Brand new roof. Two years old. Two years old. And I, it, it dawned on me then, like... You know, they want to inspect footings and rebar and framing and plumbing and this and that. And the, the one so thing that protects point, man. From the your top. whole house from the top. 
and there's no roofing inspection. Like, should the building envelope not be just bomb-proof? Yeah, should be. Should it not just be bomb-proof? Like a hurricane should be able to come in, all the shingles literally get blown off the roof and it's still not leak. Like all the membranes are available, it's all available. Yeah. But you like, know what, that's where for people- For an extra couple of bucks. You like, know, from our side of it, with the client, that's that's where they'll they'll cheap out. I remember doing these- The roof? You know, oh, all the Really? Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Maybe not the clients we have now, but you know, when I was doing these home shows and everything, I was standing there and all these people are chirping away at me. And um, and we get talking about a roof and they go, well, how much is this Vic West steel roof? I said, you know, it's going to be three times what your shingle roof would be. Well, why would I do that? Because you'll why would never I spend have that? to do it again. Well, that's <laughs> one. But I said, why? So I said, everybody just listen and think for one thing, for one second. You're going to spend all this money on this house. Everything inside the house is all your prized possessions. But yet, when it comes to the roof or the shingles, you want to go with a 15 or a... Whatever you know if they make 15 here anymore. Even a 25-year shingle, which in reality, if it's facing south, might one side might will always get you 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's a valid point, eh? But how, Mr. How, Mr. How, and Mrs. Smith will go drop 26 G's on a giant wolf stove oh, and $35,000 on a refrigerator that they're only going to keep champagne yeah. and maybe a little white wine. Exactly. In. And it's just like, what? What is happening? And you're cheaping out on this other, all this other stuff. Buy a KitchenAid and a yeah. can of it red paint. That's all I'm going to say. everything, <laughs> your whole investment that you just built. Yeah, yeah. They don't get it. They don't get it because they don't see it. And just like the concrete, they don't see, I guess they don't see yeah, the bottom well, and they don't here, see the top. I'm nope. glad you came around to that because we're in the concrete game. Yeah. Everybody, there's so many people that walk around just think, well, it's just a foundation. It's like, no, yeah, it's just, not just a foundation. <laughs> put up some walls, up, shoot uh, some concrete. Are you insane? You're good. Do you have any idea what kind of chaos you're going to be into? And I mean, we've, we've had, I won't name names, but we had a project two years ago, poor credit area. We put a foundation in the ground. There was another foundation coming in right next door to us. The other foundation company came in, put it in, followed the drawings. They didn't give a shit, didn't ask any questions. It's below, uh, like the thing was underground. You were the telling me wall. about that. One. What do you mean it's below on the, the top well, of the wall was six inches well, below do you know, the Do you know how we show up on site and Marco, Marco and Michael rip everything apart and they go, listen, this isn't right. We got to like raise this. We got to do that. This is what the grade is doing. This is what your neighbor's house is doing. We got to get this to this elevation. We have to make some changes. Yes, it's going to be uh, $1,500. What other guys do is they price it to get in and get the fuck out as yeah, fast as true. possible. I follow and the drawings. Yeah, their default yeah. is we price the drawings. You gave me the drawings. You didn't even have a site super here. Some guys actually will write on their quote that, that, that their quote doesn't include site supervision. Right. That the builder has to provide site supervision. <laughs> I know, it's insane. So the guys just show up, they slam into the ground what's on the drawings, and they leave. Yeah. So then the guy, the builder shows up and goes, guys, what, what, what happened here? Well, it's what's on the drawings. I'm still in the hole. I'm not out yet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's like, well, it's what's on the drawings. Every single person working on that site, putting that foundation, knew, knew exactly, excuse my foul mouth, what the fuck was going on. Nobody's they didn't give a rat's ass yeah. because they're still going to get paid. So what do they do? Oh, they end up getting a mason coming in and putting block, block around the top yeah. to build it up. Yeah. Better than putting brick. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> right? But you get my point. Yeah. Right? There's I wonder the if difference. they were There's approved. a lot more to it. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jim's getting the hang of how the oh, show goes. Yeah. <laughs> Send your letters to both Jim and I now. <laughs> no, it's a valid point, man. And that's, you know what? It's trade blinders. 
They just come in. They just do their. They don't care about the next trade. They don't care about what's going to happen. But you know what? Then those guys, it's time. They're done. Get out. But they're making money. Yeah. Yeah. They're making money. This is the beautiful thing about having a team, though. If you're a builder, let's take Jim here as an example. He's a builder. He's putting a place up. If he's using the same guys all the time, Phil knows Norm, and Norm knows Tom, and Manuel, and you come in, and the sheet metal guy does something, and the plumber shows up. He's going to get on the phone and call call the guy who just screwed him up because he'll be he knows yep. him. Yeah, it gives accountability. Accountability. Right? Yeah. So uh, now when you're when, working with a team, yeah. it, a guy like Jim knows everybody knows one another. We all work on the same houses one after another after another and all the same customs. Yeah. Everybody knows what the standards and expectations are and for the client that is the best thing ever because things go tickety-boo, fantastic, on time, everything's fantastic. You go the other route, you get the builders who are just constantly hiring for who's the cheapest, who's the best for this. The team changes all Race the time. Race to the bottom. That's when you get a foundation that's 18 inches below grade. But you know what, George, the sad thing about that, because that's why I, that's how I try to sell all our jobs. Sometimes it goes, you know, one ear and out the other because we're never going to see them again. It's a one-shot deal with us with the, when we're building the, the right. house, right? But, you know, here I said, look, I got these guys. They've been with me for 25, 30 years. I said, there's a reason that we that we're all together and there's a reason why we're still in business we build half decent things you know like the job that we're doing now you know she's letting us use the trades that we want to use and it's yeah i mean it is costing her more at the end of the day she's even a question for you jen like how hard it is is it to build this team you know what i mean like the trial and errors of like yeah i mean you've been in this business for years you got to figure it out but like that trial and error of you know, you hire this guy, and uh, he's not up to your standards. Like, where do you go from? So, there? so right? I how like, I start usually when I if I do a house on my own, mm-hmm. that's when I hire the new guy. Yeah, yeah. If that's, it doesn't that's the work, ground. then yeah. then you don't make yeah. the team. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's that's how I, I usually yeah. do. It. Makes sense. Yeah. Boot camp. Yeah. Yeah, like, but yeah, yeah like boot so camp. true. Even for us, I mean, I yeah. can remember it was probably two thousand four, two thousand three. It was like we need to start doing exposed aggregate. You can't try on customers' <laughs> <Yeah>. house, <laughs> so That's we right. did. We did my house, and it was it was okay. I mean, it, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's still there today. Okay, the levels it, were good. Yeah, Every, I mean the the the, 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 the was idea good. was there. I mean, yeah, the formwork was good. The, it's a the, blind the application. Level. Like you got to. I, I it, it's literally a roll of the dice. I mean, when you go to wash that exposed aggregate, it's like that's yeah. Is it nice is or is it, it gross, not nice? Yeah. Or is it Did shit? you expose too deep? Did you not yeah. expose? You know, there, there's just so many moving parts to that. We've and done I, it a few times, yeah. and then there's they've had to move something. <laughs> And how they patch it in, it doesn't. Oh, it's like stucco. You can't fix it. You can't can't patch it. No, it's it's unfixable. Yeah, live with it. And it's funny because you could pour 2,000 square feet of it and you got a four square inch imperfection. Which is usually right by the front door. Yeah. Right? Always. Of course. Customer hypersensitive to that. It's like, oh, no, we got to fix it. It's like, listen, if I even try to fix this. It's going to be way. Probably not going to work out. Gotta fix it. Are you guys also getting into architectural, or no, not yet? Don't want to. Want to? I want to. I mean, there's there's levels to it, right? I mean, it's hard. We just did one. Eighteen twenty, yeah, eighteen twenty foot wall. Like, yeah, that's not 
necessarily. expectations are really yeah. high for that. Yeah, that's, it's that's it's it's concrete. To. So you get one shot at it. Yeah. yeah. You peel like you could do all the work, all the bracing, all the vibrating, get the right mixes until the next morning when you unwrap the present, you don't know what's yeah, going to look a like. Surprise package. You don't surprise. Know. There's a lot of guys that I, I I follow on Instagram, they do a, a really good job of it. I would love to like shadow them for a week or two and see yeah. which jobs they're not posting. Well, even, yeah. But even right? still, I mean like you go look I mean, there's tons of architectural concrete around the city. Oh, yeah. And you can go look around at it, but it's not when you, perfect. the closer you get, the more uh, you start to see, right? Yeah. yeah. The little bug holes, the little air bubbles yeah. and stuff like that. I haven't done it yet. I want to try it. Whereas but, yeah. the expectation is like, oh, this is architectural concrete. It's got to be beautiful. The best place to try it is on your own home. You can do it and you can do the forming and all this stuff, but now you got to use melamine sheets or what are you guys using for forming? So the, the, for the architectural forming, there is, yeah, there's a form ply. Form ply is not. Until we started trying to open doors into architectural, I didn't even realize how many different types of form ply you could get. Oh, yeah, I can I mean, imagine. the grades, yep. I mean, it's, and it's like picking tile. It's like picking Release. tile. Like, there's, there's so many different grades, releases, form oils. It's, it's pretty intense. I mean, there's a ton of guys around the city that do great architectural concrete. Let the professionals do the job. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they're rocking it. I mean, to say that we'll never be there, no, definitely no. not. It's concrete, that. man. Yeah, it's yeah. another we concrete step. It. I know I can do it, but how many do I want to do? <laughs> That's a different story. It's nerve-wracking because what happens if you peel it off and it doesn't turn out perfect? What happens at that point? Well, you, you put an angle wire on, on and then, oh, yeah, <laughs> suck off. Or you break it. <laughs> Change the finish. Bring out the parts, Manuel. Bring out the parts. Here we go. Yeah. Thanks so, God so for the that, pie. And that's well, the scary part about committing to it. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty much a one-shot deal. You got yeah, one yeah. shot to make it nice or not. I mean, I guess that's concrete in general. Everything yeah. concrete. We got one shot. I mean, we pride yeah. ourselves straight, level, plumb, square. Measurements yeah. are accurate. That's where, where we get it. But when you start talking about there's too many air bubbles behind that form. It's like, well, I couldn't see that when I was pouring. So and vibrating. And it's your yeah. fault. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you're not experienced. Enough. It's like, no, trust Start me. Start using yeah. clear plexiglass forming yeah. boards. Hey, you might be you on might something. something yeah. uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> might be cheaper than wood, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there, there's, it might be. There's certain guys that are actually showing tile and, and, uh, and the mortar underneath, and they're using plexiglass to actually show, show. the collapse of the grooves and everything like that with a piece of plexi, right? And that's the reason why I was just bringing it up. But you'd have to use a one-inch thick piece of plexi which either goes into a G-Wagon or goes into a house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, there's no reason for using that on a construction site. Not a construction site. site. Yeah, you're I just mean, cutting it all up. It's going to get all stolen, by the way, too, right? That's the thing. Architectural concrete isn't necessarily difficult to do as much as just you're at the mercy of... The concrete. The concrete and everything happening in the moment. So the mix. Time. Right? The time, time yeah. temperature, time temperature, every, the, yeah. everything, there's, right? Like, there's just so many variables. So it's, it is one of those things you can't even guarantee. Like, yeah. when you do it, we just got to tell people, hey, like, we've got, we've poured walls. I mean, we can come see them after we're done here in our yard as tests for clients. Oh, really? Yeah, because we, we literally do mock-ups and pour full walls for clients so they can see what it looks like. We actually have a lot of clients. I've had many where we've actually purchased virgin forms specifically for exposed walls where they actually want it to be a little rough. They don't want it to be perfect. So we Impossible, buy vir so virgin forms look pretty slick on their first couple of pours, right? Cause there's like literally no imperfections, no nothing on them. 
it turns out actually really, really nice. Order the right mix, the whole bit, turns out fantastic. Doesn't matter who's doing it, you're at the mercy, like you've got like 35 different things going on and you just yeah. hope when you peel the forms off, it's all perfect. Yeah. I like sleeping at night, so. <laughs> You know, yeah. And every I mean, time you tisky. have those pores, Polish. You, you go to bed, you're like, ah, oh, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So I'm just curious. So, what, Jim, you're 65? Yeah. Yeah. What? what that is, come <laughs> on. <laughs> you're a youngest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. No, no. Rob, what are you? Yeah, 38. George? 53. Ryan? 38. <laughs> it took me a second there to think of it. I'm like, he was oh, either thinking on, his no. waist or his age. No, Which one's going no, on? No, you said it's yeah, actually you're the same this year. Yeah. <laughs> you're 37. Yeah, he's 37. Not 38 yet. Marco, I'm 40. Okay, and then I'm I'm 49, right? So you guys got 22 to 50. No, 60. 63. 63 yeah. is our old. Okay, so is it all fair to say that in construction, especially concrete, aches and pains? Are the older guys kind of teaching the younger guys, hey, move the wheelbarrow this way, handle yeah. the forms this way? 100%. Because they guys. know how to do it. They know how to move it. But young guys think that they're that young bull who it, knows it, how to do everything. It, it's the simple thing as like where to position your hand and carrying on a form. Yes. A veneer, the littlest things that you would think. It's what saves your body in the long term. Yes. So I think we're blessed because our young guys actually are taking well to the old guys. and The old guys are really doing a good job of teaching them. Yeah, no, they, We're they, blessed, I think. We, we definitely have a, a family atmosphere here. Uh, you know, we have three sets of brothers. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we all know each other. Like, this is not just, there's no numbers here. Okay. Like, we're first and last names. Four sets of brothers. Yeah. Is it four? Yes. Yeah. I forgot about you and your mic. Yeah. yeah well, so Mike's we have four office. sets of brothers. Yeah. He's, the so, most, he's the most important. He yeah. does all the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> but, all uh, right. Yeah. Where did George, I'm smelling something good, Jim. You smelling that, man? George has barbecue. Did we cover everything about concrete? Did we miss anything? Did we even talk about concrete? Yes, we yes. talked no. about <laughs> concrete. <laughs> really quick. We like, talked yeah. about concrete. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys can get into what kind of trials you guys want to use and all that kind of stuff, but Definitely I don't know. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no trials, just yeah. just a pump. Let's yeah. just use the pump, pump yeah. the crete in. Yeah. Let's get it. some good concrete and you're on your way. Absolutely. Okay, so let's I want we got one last segment which you guys are probably familiar with, right? But I've never done five guys, man. Like questions, 12 questions to five guys. Give one Yeah, exactly. Each guy or two. There's 12 you got four people to ask questions to, so yeah. three questions to each guy. Okay, all, all right. right. So there there that, that, that's how it's going to be. Ready? Uh, George, you is there, here? Is there, is there a buzzer? Are we buzzing in? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's no right or wrong. These are all just whatever. Sir, I'm nervous right now. I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, there's no right or wrong, <laughs> man. Sorry, four choice. guys. I was I was mistaken. You didn't tell four me about guys. this part, Manny. George never did this the last time he was on the show. No, no this was all a new segment, yeah. man. The show's evolving. Sick. <laughs> all right, we'll go. We'll go. Marco around the other side, right? There nice. Oh, nice can of coke. Nice can of coke. This nice show's brought to you by. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word, Marco? My favorite construction word? I oh guess I'd have to say pouring concrete. Can I go first? That's many words. <laughs> Gotta go around the it's table. Clockwise. Okay, fine. Fuck you. Ryan. <laughs> that was part of it. <laughs> are you going to go through each question with all of us? Or yes, we'll go okay. all four yeah, each yeah. question. Favorite. That would be fascinating. I don't know. I, I have a fascination with framing. I think framing's the coolest. Framing. Like, like the rough framing, not the finished That's your carpentry. Favorite That's your favorite, favorite construction word. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought you said work. No, work. like no. word, not word. word up, like cameo. No. Too much, too much Coca Cola's <laughs> for this guy. Favorite <laughs> construction word. Machine. Machine. Uh, George. Bananas. <laughs> when okay. I see something that's just completely absurd, and it's just like that's just absolutely bananas. Like, <laughs> just, like when everything about what 
I'm looking at is just this is so unbelievable. We've all seen it. You just stand bananas. and look at something that someone's bananas. done and go, what what is happening here? This is bananas. Like it's just. Just have a ringtone on your phone and no uh, no doubt song. That's all it is. Let's let it kick in, man. <laughs> Rob, could I? <laughs> oh God! That's all you hear on our it, side. Buddy. You know, I, uh, for anybody who's not Portuguese, <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Delay. That one. That's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Problem. Problem. <laughs> George, where'd George go? No, you can't. You can, man. This is a Say segment. Yell it. You're ruining it. the whole goddamn yell show, it. man. What's your least favorite word? I'm trying to barbecue. No, no, no. You could barbecue, but just That's yell it. That's his least favorite word, barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> least, least favorite word? Yes. Construction word? It's not a single word. So it could be a phrase. MOL, Ministry of Labor. Oh, there we go. Oh, my friends doom, today. Doom, doom, yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Although they really like us, actually, but still. Still. You guys get a lot of visits, site, huh? You, always know. you guys get a lot of visits, huh? Um, not really. Not really. But, a decent amount. But well, you know I think it, it goes is? back to the Cowboys because all the Cowboys are doing everything right. wrong, so and they just look for the, the form. We actually, Marco is actually the king at this because he, he understands this. When the Ministry of Labor shows up, we actually, as much as like, oh, no, the Ministry of Labor is here, it's, it's actually a good thing because it's actually an opportunity for us to learn. So Marco is like the king going and going, to, okay, dude. Tell me everything you can find that's wrong because I want to make sure it's perfect the next time I see you. Other than that, you just start speaking Portuguese. I'm like, João, João, not here. I don't speak English. Suddenly he just leaves. No. But it's true. You're right. You got to, you got to. Yeah, there's no point in fighting them. Like, you may as well be like, okay, look, just tell me what's wrong so I can fix it because you want to be safe. That's why you're here. But there's no question when they pull up, everyone just, you know, everyone's sphincter just goes. Right? It's like, oh, no. You know what, George? You're exactly right. That's what I yeah. did today when the guy showed up. I wasn't there, but I got the phone call. And I called him. I said, okay, so what do you need? Well, he said, I need those. I need, you know, the hand wash station. And I said, all right. I phoned our, oh, what's the way? I call it the shitter. <laughs> oh, porta potty. Porta potty. potty. Right? Job site toilet. So, yeah. so I asked him about what you and I spoke about. Do I have to have one out hand wash outside or can I have the combo inside? He said, I'm fine with it all inside. And I said, I just had a conversation that one I of was, your yeah. colleagues said no to one of my buddies. And they said, no, you know what? It's up to me. And he said, You're, this is my area. He says, I will be happy with that. So I was just told the rules of COVID is that you have to have a separate wash station just for COVID-related cleansing. He I heard now. He I wants it. Well. He wants, uh, well. you know, like you said, on each floor as we on build. On each floor, you need to have hand, paper towels uh, and, and a sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the tray can decide whether or not to go up the stairs and grab a hold of the handrail yeah. if it's not sanitized. No, he was great. You know what? He was good. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, I mean, it's too it, much to laugh at. Just I, I just couldn't right keep there. a straight yeah. face. No, and and my, my hamster was just spinning and yeah. I really wanted Lots to return things, something, yes. but yes. I couldn't because it was just going to get worse. Right. So I left <laughs> it at that. No quiet, right? <laughs> Rob, what's your least favorite construction word? Budget. Mm. I'm Mar the estimator. So. Yeah, so that would be it. That's uh, not my likable word. Marco, what turns you on in construction? <laughs> Jesus, not the yeah, no. <laughs> no, you know, you know what? Are for, you supposed to for, be turned on? For me, it's uh, like when the, when a client's on site and just seeing their expression, Fresh like, yeah. "Holy shit, this is what's going on." Yeah, that is a yeah. good feeling, huh? Yeah, it definitely. Is. I think I think I second you on that in the sense of like I was gonna say, 
like when everything's firing on all cylinders, you know, like there's so many machines, all, all the, all of our <laughs> least favorite words in construction, pile those up. That's typical, right? When things are just going well and you can keep working and everything, you know, there's answers and everything's good. It's a symphony. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. George. What's the question? What turns you on in construction? Uh, teaching, educating. That's I like, think the older actually, you get in construction, I think that's actually my my favorite thing yeah. is watching others. What a good guy, eh? Others do better. Others learning. Yeah. Others moving forward, doing better. Kind of passing it along. Because let's face it, at some point, everybody sitting around this table, everything we've absorbed and learned will be for not for naught, but wouldn't it be great to be able to pass that along? Oh, 100%. To someone yeah, else, sure. right? And yeah. and I think inherently, most people in the trades, if they had somebody who was a great teacher to begin with they themselves, I think, want to pass that along. You can usually tell that the people who had like a really shitty person to learn from because they're almost bitter about it. Yeah, yep. That's you true. Know, they're almost bitter. But the guys that had a good experience in the trades, they want to pass it along, and that's, that's my favorite thing. You know, I, I, before concrete, I built railway tracks. I mentioned that before, but I noticed more in that industry of the old guys not wanting to share the knowledge. Oh, really? Like, I'm going to take your job they, they type treat, of attitude. Yeah, it was competition. Right? Yeah. That's what I think there's still that, there's still that there mentality is still that, and I in think, our and business. I, I think there's a lot of it in millennials. Yes. I definitely You're think. You're saying the millennials are yeah. the ones that don't want to pass want, on they don't to, like, pa they don't want to share so to speak. They Never mind know. experience, old no. to young. They don't want to share any yeah. secrets whatsoever. You know what? They I think that there's a lot of that, too. Yeah. That's a big problem. It's a disappointing fact. That's all it is. I think it is. Hey, call us. We'll tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> There's no secrets here. Everybody can be yeah. good at this, right? Rob, what turns you on in construction? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that sound? The, the truck up. backing the up. Truck? Yeah. The yeah. That's a good one. That's, That's good. The, my That's favorite good. sound. Buddy. What turns you off in construction, Marco? People. <laughs> Some people just make it seem like, oh, it's just... Put those two forms together and just uh, pour concrete. It's so like, simple, and a monkey could do it. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Have you ever seen a monkey do it? <laughs> nope. Nope. I've never have. Yeah, no, just some people, not all people, but just there's just some people are just. Uh, I get it. You know what I mean. You get people who just don't appreciate. I was going to say not that, yeah. just not just how hard the job is, but what it took to be as good as not. They, they don't necessarily understand how difficult the job is, but they don't understand how hard it was, like how much work it took, how much effort it took, how many years it took for that team to be as good as they are, yeah. right? It's just respect, right? Yeah, it's and, true. and yeah. some people just treat, you know, they, the, the ones that just kind of treat you like a number. I mean, the nice thing is if we get that from someone, it's just like, they just hit our blacklist. It's yeah. just like, never again. You, you don't appreciate the guys in the field. You can abuse me, you can abuse the guys in the audience, you treat us poorly, but the guys that are in the field, you treat Marco, I've said this a bunch of times, somebody treats Marco or anybody on the team 40 in the field, I'm just like, shut her down. Leave. Fuck them. Fuck them. Like, literally, if Stay you're funny. if you're going to literally treat our people like garbage and we're respectful, working hard, showing up on time, and we're supposed to do, and you're going to be a douchebag, I'm sorry. Peace out. Yeah. Peace out. You don't deserve to it have us here. It makes sense. Totally. 100%. Ryan? I'd have to say uh, it's... It's the phone calls, right? Like, <laughs> it's all forms but, of communication. No, you know, I'll put that bar. It's not all phone calls. <laughs> Somebody wants to have a barbecue. I'm more than happy to answer yeah. the phone. No, it's, it's, I mean, maybe more to like business owners, but 
when that phone call happens and it's one of your people calling you unexpectedly, we'll say what's happening out of the like, norm, right? Yeah. It's like my heart's dropping. And especially when we had a few big trucks I rolling down the road. I shouldn't be speaking to you right now. Yeah, if the driver's calling me and he knows where he's going and everything's yeah. going well, it's like, why? Uh, and I blew a tire on the highway. I did th- God forbid anything, anybody yeah. gets hurt, but you have that sinking feeling every time that that phone rings. It's yeah. like, what could it be? Is mm-hmm. it, or you, it? or you get that phone call three times in a row and you're on the line and you can't answer and oh. they keep phoning and phoning. E- even <laughs> worse. Then it just yeah, gets even worse. worse. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. The anxiety just builds the whole time. Yeah. yeah. George, <laughs> what turns you off, man? I know. You. George, George is doing double duty here, All man. All these questions. He's doing barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells He's so barbecue, good, man. man. It does. It smells delicious. I'm going to say people that are just unappreciative, like I said before. Like people who just, you know, this is just a transaction. The disrespect. Yeah. I, I used to do some, like, commercial, you know, work back in the day. I stopped doing it because it was just a transaction. It was a budget. Nobody gave a shit. You got treated like crap. It's so It's just so absurd. Yeah. Commercial is just like, people just- it, You're a number. You're yeah. worse worse than a number, right? Yeah, yeah. You're it's like, it's like, that doesn't even do it justice. Like you yeah. hear the term, it's you're just a number. Get so it done. Much. You got to like, have it done by July yeah. 12th and yeah. we need to open the door so we can yeah. sell shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. but crazy. wait a second. I, I just got diagnosed with cancer. I'm a, I've got like 90 days to live. Yeah, yeah. we don't care. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to fire your ass right now and hire somebody else. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, that's you know that's exactly that. yeah that's commercial. Yeah, that's but for us because we as a business actually operate really like a family, and treat our we really treat our clients like that. So for me, it's the shit that makes me crazy is when people are just shitty. Rob, I'm in the same boat as all of them. I yeah. just hate stubbornness. It just bothers me like crazy. We're all here together. This one's gonna be entertaining, Jim. Gentlemen, what is your favorite curse word? It could be a phrase. Oh, I used that as the first question. <laughs> my, my favorite? It has to be fuck. <laughs> like, like, that just happened? Really? It's got, yeah. Ryan? I don't even need to think about <laughs> Fucking cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's deep. George? <laughs> it's the only time I get mad. I don't know, man. That's Honestly. Not, that's not a curse word. I don't know that I have a favorite one. What's at the top? Probably, I'm probably with Ryan actually. Cocksucker kind of fits the bill appropriately sometimes. Yo, Rob. Could I? Hey, Manny, you could just write "cut eye" beside each one of those answers. That's Rob. <laughs> what is your favorite car, truck, bike, vehicle, anything, whatever? If you say Ram pickup, I'm gonna punch you. No, no, I got one of those. Not my favorite. I, I would have to say. Uh, I would have to say a concrete truck. I really like those trucks. Concrete truck. Concrete truck. What's the question? What's your favorite vehicle? Like we're uh, talking in general. Ge- not in like general. Any the vehicle. construction industry. We're talking no, no, about no. the whole Any industry. vehicle. Dream car. Oh, any vehicle? Any vehicle. Oh, but, uh, you got to put uh, me in a... I thought I was like thinking something really original. Uh, you would, like a, truck, a concrete I, truck? I would have to go... I would go have to go with probably like a, a Hellcat. Dodge, oh. yeah, for sure. Dodge car. people. Yeah. I don't understand I these Dodge either. people. Grab life so by the horns, This is baby. what we're gonna find yeah. out. We're gonna find out who's Dodge, yeah. who's Ford, who's whatever. What are I'm, we? I'm Ford, but show them the so? tattoo. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> a full back piece on Ford. <laughs> so what's yours, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be a motorcycle of some sort. Oh, I mean that could be a touchy subject. Which with the one? People sitting here. Which one? I grew up dirt biking. I switched to like. 
crotch rockets, we'll call them, or super sports. And now I'm leaning back towards like that crossover. Super Motard, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I thank George for that because he kind of even brought it to my light. It's like, you're a dirt biker and you're driving a super sport? Like, what's wrong with you? Try this. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this is game changing. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that really wants a Harley because I want to just like sit back, relax, enjoy the road, not think when about... When you're 60, that's when you get it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like... Uh, I feel like if I'm on a machine that can do a wheelie, I got to do a wheelie. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not healthy. George? Yeah. Everybody knows what my favorite one is. Sprinter. Sprinter. <laughs> Sprinter. I love my Sprinter. I can drive anything I want. I drive like a giant four-wheel drive Sprinter like all the time. It's what I've been driving since 2005 because I can just do everything with it. But I'm going to qualify it as... Yes, the Sprinter, but I'm a big sort of motorcycle guy. I love sort of off-road hooliganism kind of thing. So I'm going with a KTM. KTM 450 XE was my, my, my bike Ooh. of choice. to. Everybody can spend all the money they want. This is what they're picking. Hey, you never know. That's all just right? a reflection yeah. of the personalities I on know. the table. You yeah. know, like the, yeah, you could say a Lambo, Ferrari, <laughs> Porsche, or any of these bullshit cars. It's like, <laughs> you're going to spend more money <laughs> fixing bullshit. that fucking thing than it costed you to begin with. I don't really care. <laughs> Rob? I'm going to go get that Bugatti, buddy. Bugatti. On the flip side, your least favorite vehicle? Ram. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Ram. I'm no longer answering any of Jim's calls. <laughs> no, it's not Ram. I, I, I would have to say my least favorite car would be a Chevy. Anything? Any Chevy. Any Chevy. Like a Malibu Any or something. And this show is brought to you by General Motors. No. <laughs> Anything Chevy. Ryan? You know, I mean, it's not a shot at Marco by any means, but like, I'm such a hater of Dodge. But if I said anything else right now, I would just get like lit up by anybody that knows me because I don't know. There's something about them. They're brainwashed. I don't know. But wait a minute. Were you not Hellcat? No, that was Mark. Oh, that, that was yours. Okay, I was yeah, about to say. No, okay, no, what's, no, what's no, going even on? Even the Hellcat. <laughs> We've all seen those memes. Like, oh yeah, you know this minivan. We'll, we'll throw a Hellcat in it. I it's like, okay, it's built a half decent motor. The Cherokee. <laughs> the, the best minivans are made by Dodge. <laughs> the Caravan. The Caravan. Well, the Grand. The Grand. Didn't they invent those things? George. Oh, least favorite vehicle. Least favorite vehicle. Least favorite vehicle. That's a tough one, actually. What's the vehicle on the highway that just annoys the hell out of you if you see it or something? I'm, I mean, I'm a bit of a car guy for a guy who doesn't actually have a lot of cars because I've always had way more fun with motorcycles. So for me, it's always been if I'm going to blow my money on something, I blow it on bikes. Um, but I'd say if I need to pick on something, it's just like, Jesus, for the love of Christ, this should just be incinerated immediately. <laughs> It yeah. would be Marco's pickup. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm willing to buy Marco's Nissan <laughs> and just do and it. Just, it basically just like. crush his truck in front of him just so I can watch him tear up a little What's bit. What's with all the, the Ram hate yeah. here? What's going on? It's okay. Come on. The ugliest, Rob, car, the ugliest car has to be the Cube. Oh yeah, oh, the cube. That's brutal I mean, looking. Or the there's, element. There's a lot of bad cars out there. Yes. Let's be serious. There yeah. is a ton of bad cars, but... I mean, I like how we're going after brands right now because I mean, <laughs> true, true friends really just bully each other based on brand, right? That's right. <laughs> Rob? Daewoo. 
Da- the, the oh, Daewoo. Daewoo. Oh, well. Buddy, I Do they still hated... make those things? No, they don't. And thank God they <laughs> don't, man. What about the Lada? I hated Remember the Lada? I used the, to hate The Lada, yeah, what? <laughs> but Lada was indestructible. It was. I used to look yeah. at them and be like, why did they even make this car? <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. What construction sound or noise do you guys love? The reverse beep. Yeah. That <laughs> the was beep. My beep. Beep. Right? I'd have to go with... Uh, might sound weird like hydraulics so it's like when you hear whether it's a crane a pump truck a cement truck or any of these things the hydro like you know nice when sound. it goes under load yeah, it's yeah. like that's a nice yeah, sound no, it's, it's my like sound that. that's the sound i like george <laughs> then you blow the, then you blow your shift <laughs> actually i know what mine is what is it it's less construction and more sort of it's it's a little less construction, but like at the cottage, I spend a lot of time up at the cottage. I'm always the guy making absurd amounts of noise. <laughs> like I'm that guy. There's more complaints against our property than any other, I think, on Lake Face. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. If it's not music, it's construction, it's something, right? When I hear like way out somewhere, like multiple kilometers away, the sound of a chainsaw ripping, it's just like, oh, this is Awesome. Music. Yeah. <laughs> it. It I is, love it the is noise music, and eh? yeah. all the attention is being drawn over there right now. You know, because I'm currently <laughs> for you. I'm, I'm, I'm currently incinerating something illegally. So hopefully bylaw will go there instead of coming to me. <laughs> Rob. I enjoy the sound of the concrete truck when it's spinning that whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. rocks. Oh, rocks when it's in the drum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. When it comes Do around. we have enough? Is that the last meter I can hear <laughs> rattling? Yeah, I hear the rattle. <laughs> We're going to be short. What's what left in what the construction shoot? sound or noise do you guys hate? I would have to say a jackhammer. You don't guys use that all you the time. Cutting out a pocket. No, no, no. Our model. <laughs> if, if we're using that yeah. all the time, we're definitely doing something wrong. Do not break it. Don't true. break it. No. Yeah. Everybody you know, breaks it's like a framer it. and a sawzall. If they're yeah. using a sawzall, something went bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a true fact. Ryan? Yeah. Worst noise. Again. The hydraulic line breaking. I got it. No, 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 no. I got it. I mean, to anybody that's been around a blowout. Uh oh. The sound of the concrete rushing out of the forms. It kind of sounds like the good sound of pouring concrete. But the opposite. But the opposite. Because it's like, why is it going down instead of going up? <laughs> yeah. uh, takes a second to register there. And, yeah, the yeah that's, that's my worst sound. That is so that true, is, huh? That is like a horrendous sound. And with that sound is the sound of money leaving. <laughs> Leaving our bank account like at a, at, at a faster rate than the concrete is falling. So, yeah, that's oh, my yeah. sound too. Prior to that sound, the sound that I dislike is the sound of the forms popping. And it sounds like it's about to blow out, but it's not. And it fucking it just makes, it makes me Tight. so nervous because yeah, you don't know tightening. when it's going to pop. Is it uh, going to pop? Uh, gentlemen, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. Other than what, what do we have? A ram we, mechanic? We do. I want to crash test <laughs> Fords. That's what I want to do. Don't you have to be a mechanic when you own a ram? <laughs> I, I think it has to go back to uh, uh, teaching. Teaching. I would like to do teaching. Just just Is to pass on. Wife's a teacher. Well, you know, it does have its benefits. Two months off in the summer, uh, you know, two weeks off at Christmas. But it's just the 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 shaping of young minds and just like learning, like 
teaching people that what you've learned, like yeah. passing on the yeah. knowledge. Right. I think I touched on this when I screwed up the first question, but uh, <laughs> is framing. Like framing, I have this passion yeah. for framing. I mean, we work with wood and everything like that, but we build it to take it all apart. So to be able to like build something and it's permanent. And leave it. Yeah, no, it's sweet. Yeah. George? This is going to be a shout out to uh, Ian, my buddy who's a plumber. Plumbing. Nice. I actually love plumbing. I love teaching more, but for a, like a trade, 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 I don't know why. Actually, I, I really enjoy electrical too, but I really enjoy plumbing for some reason. This is a trade question. Uh, other profession, any other profession? Any other you profession. Guys, yeah. It might not seem like it here, but I always want to be like a counselor of some sort. I enjoy talking to people, and I love—I don't know what it is. I just love talking to people, I trying to motivate kind of people. That. So that, is that why you listen to me every single time <laughs> yes. when I come complain yes, to you? <laughs> you know, trying to motivate you in the right direction. It's all about positivity. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Optimism over here. Last two. What profession would you guys not like to do? At all, ever. Oh, I got this one, Marco. I I'm, does. I'm. You know what? Terrified of it. It'd be electric, like electrician, electrician. electrician. He doesn't even tired. Want to say I, it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting shocked as I'm trying to say it. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's a part of me that that wants to say plumber, only because of like the shitty Shit. situation so to speak <laughs> right like i agree with george like there's a lot of cool things that plumbers do but out of all trades it's like they're the ones that get stuck with the dirty work nothing's more terrifying than cutting an old clay pipe oh, and God. then yeah. hearing the toilet flush listen back mm. when we when we, <laughs> oh, yeah. when we were in our excavation days way back when it was like oh we're gonna do an addition over here and uh we it's a septic tank oh i wonder how old this is uh-oh Let's take it out. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, we'll just rip it out. Right? Uh, I mean, again, young, dumb, ready to work. Right? It's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll rip it out with the excavator. No, no, no. Was it full? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked looked like <laughs> yeah, water yeah. until you got into the bottom of it. <laughs> and and it, was, and it wasn't and water it anymore. Oh man. <laughs> no, no. I don't think it was cow. That. No, it was, you uh, remember that? I think it was Pickering. Uh, I think it was Pickering. It hit you in the face. I remember. You're like, oh, so my God. listen, listen. Again, this was very small style excavation. You know, mini excavators and stuff like that. So that on that particular job, we wheelbarrowed the dirt on site so it was like the property dropped off it's like the homeowner wanted us to just move all the dirt to the back so when it came to the sump or the septic, septic tank i was loading it and a little rock landed it it, it, it was a project i seen it in slow motion and it landed right on my face that, that's it i'm done plumbing is the worst trade ever just for that one reason <laughs> You sure you weren't shooting jackass? <laughs> <laughs> that could have been filmed at the same time that we worked every day for the first five years. <laughs> uh, lawyer. Uh. Yeah, law. Law is just one of those things that to me is just mental. It's insane. Highest suicidal rate. Is it really? really? Yes. No, no, that's dentistry wise. Yeah. No, well, no, it's lawyers themselves. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh used to be dentists right? yeah it's just that whole that whole thing of you know i, I think the the pro it's people's lives man yeah i mean thank thank god i haven't had to like dive deep into any kind of sort of real legal thing ever in my life but you know when you hear about people that just get sucked into something when they don't want to be and it's like oh how much is the lawyer per hour going through it right now man an hour it plus. Sucks. you know and then, and then not all fun. you're trying to do you know so I kind of look at it, I sort of think, A, it's not work I would enjoy doing, and B, I don't know that I could 
sleep at night knowing I'm actually charging someone a thousand dollars an hour to you talk know. to. Oh, they sleep well at night. You know, hey, I know, I know yeah. lots of Egyptian lawyers, cotton. But <laughs> I know piles of them. I've got friends that are lawyers, but yeah. at the end of the day, I just I couldn't do what they do. I couldn't it's just do not it. My, it is not it. my gig at all. Rob? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be the portal potty guy. That cleans that. Honey, I respect them. I thought with the counselor thing, yeah. I thought you were going to go more along the, like, jail guard. No, that's what I wrote about my guest. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what? You gotta respect those guys, man. Yeah, I do. You gotta but respect every them. time they show up. I, I can do a lot of things. There. But hey, that, man, how you doing? Like, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that speaks. I think for all of us at this table, to show respect, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're freaking. He got up at six thirty in the morning to, to get do in this. a truck that yeah. carries shit to go on. You know yes. what I mean? Like that yes. to, to me, put respect. food on the table. To you, me, you know, that's, but I don't yeah. want to do that job. I don't. No. I don't judge. I mean, we all it's, have our. It's a hard job. Trade that we wouldn't want to do, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's like everybody's job has great yeah. value. Because yeah. if you didn't have that guy, like even like concrete, concrete trades in general, it's a dying thing. Yeah. When we lose these people. Hopefully one day it becomes glamorous to be a trades worker. I think it is. That's how you need to end it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I there's still one more I question. One more question. <laughs> the last question. If heaven exists, gentlemen, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Marco, leave your ram outside. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I would have to say, come on in. Okay. <laughs> but but leave the ram outside. Yeah. Yeah, ram belly parking. Wow, you guys really hate to ram that bad. Eh? I, know. I think everybody does except no. for dodge lovers. Ryan? What was the question again? <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did well. Ah, George? I've ordered you a brand new Sprinter 4x4. If I can actually get to heaven and someone hand me the keys to a brand new Sprinter 4x4, I'm happy. Oh, with, happy. Four, with four bikes in it. Yeah, with four bikes in it. This place get, actually exists! And, and I get handed a delicious veal sandwich. All those things at the same time would be perfect. Rob? I'm on the, uh, the Ryan train. You did a good job. Nice. Gentlemen, thank you so much. we got to wrap it, it up. That fun. was the longest 12 questions ever. Okay, so don't forget, guys, dgrconcreteforming.com and also on Instagram at dgrconcreteforming. Right? That's what it's at. That's it, man. Thanks so much. It's a wrap. Thank you. That's a wrap. Thank That's a wrap. Let's get out of here. We gotta, man, man, thank you. Yeah, no, thank eat, you, guys, man. Let's eat. Let's eat, man. Let's eat. Let's get out of here. Thanks, guys. <laughs>